Welcome to Broadband Action, the C-Band podcast. Uh, I'm Curtis Dean, and joining me today, John Willow, C-Band president and uh, longtime uh, friend of mine and uh, C-Band co-founder. And we're really excited today because we're going to be talking about the intersection between digital equity and devices with uh, an organization and a representative who have been doing a lot in that space for a long time, Carissa uh, Tasjian. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah. Very We've good. only called you. I've only called you Carissa before, so <laughs> probably should have pre-game, pre-gamed that in our discussion. But uh, Carissa <laughs> is with Digitunity, and Digitunity is an organization that is operating in the space of the digital equity world, where they are working to help um, find sources for and distribute devices to programs and individuals that need them. So, uh, Carissa, thanks for coming on uh, the program for us with us today. Oh, it's a real joy to be here, and and thank you for you know paying attention to this issue. Well, it, it's a big issue, and and as here at CBAN, as we're involved in digital equity and actually deploying digital equity programs here you know, on the on the ground with some of our uh, communities that we serve, we really understand the importance of this. So, um, if you could, you know, Krista, just kind of explain what is Digitunity and how did you start and what are you doing? Yeah, happy to. And and you're doing well right off the bat because Digitunity, um, some people are challenged with it, but it's really a, a portmanteau of digital and opportunity. So dig, Digitunity is us. And we've rebranded, rebranded in the last three or four years. We've been around for uh for over 40 years, we were previously the National Christina Foundation, and our co-founder is is still very active. Is she's on our board, um, and she was a teacher in New York City who saw the need for um, a computer in her severely disabled classroom, and she was able to get a computer in in those early days and then was committed to making sure that everyone who needed a computer has one. And and that's Digitunity's mission today. So we rebranded about three or four years ago and we are just very laser focused on um, making sure that people understand what is involved in making sure that everyone who needs a computer has one. And, And our foundation of that is our methodology for a sustainable device ecosystem, which I'll happily talk more about. Excellent. You mentioned the word sustainability. That has been something that's been a real focus that we've had here at CBAN about um, uh, building sustainable digital equity programs, because although the bright light of attention is being shown on it right now, um, we don't want digital equity to become just something that people cross off a checklist and then move on to something else. We, the ideas I think we all support is institutionalizing digital equity programs. And it sounds like you're right on board with that. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're very serious when we're talking about sustainability. It's not just a word that we're adding into our, our language. I mean, I come from over 20 years in a public library work and I saw early on, the need for devices in my community. And I'm proud to say we did things such as loaning and um, a variety of things, but the time is different now. I mean, if we're really serious about equity, 
we need to look at large screen device ownership and we need to look at how to make that possible that it's not just today when there's, as we say, this unprecedented federal investment, but when those computers are um, broken or there's time for a new one, what's the plan that's in place? Mm -hmm. Because this can be a very regenerative process from buying the computer to if the system is set up correctly, this will be self-fulfilling. It will be buy computer, use computer, reuse computer, recycle computer, buy a new computer. And and the actually even the economics make sense in this, that this free and low cost options can be available to the community from today to long term. Mm-hmm. You need Angelina Jolie or somebody or, or a celebrity spokesperson because the way you said it makes so much sense as a national and even global ethos, but sometimes it's hard to get the mic. Right. Um, Well, I think of that sometimes. (laughs) I I was just joking, but it's like, it's like, wow. You know, if, if well, the the physical resemblance is striking, Carissa, I believe. If we could amplify that message appropriately, I I feel like it could be just like the flip of a switch. Right. That's why I'm so hopeful in this work. I'm full of hope because um, I was mentioning earlier that there's 56 million computers sold in the United States each year and there's 36 million people that need them. So it's a really, you know, we come from a not a scarcity mindset. We come from an abundance mindset Mm. that and that's what I'm a little afraid of that I'm starting to see in some plans coming out that it's kind of like, well, what? We, it's been so hard to get computers before. Um, there's not enough money. Well, actually, if we build this right, there is more than enough out there. We just have to get the resources, partnerships, policies, all in alignment. And then, um, you know, we can achieve our mission. Yeah, I think we were, when we were talking a little bit before we started recording and you were saying 56 million computers sold in the United States, right? United States? Yes. Yes. And then 36 million people in the United States who need computers. And if we were averaging people getting rid of their computers every four years, that means that every year about a quarter of laptops and, and, and large screen devices shake free. And, and when you said that now, is that the 56 million, that includes corporate and consumer purchases both? Yes, yes, it does. And um, we have two mechanisms here at uh, Digitunity to help uh, unlock what we say unlock supply. Um, And one of them is uh, anyone is free to join our network and nonprofit. We vet our nonprofits and um, they can be part of our network and they can be uh, put their mission. It'll be available on our um, technology donation matching platform and then a local donor will see their mission and their technology needs and can be matched. Our system matches that up. We also have a corporate concierge service where we are continually working with corporations to help them each step of the way to um, the policies internally, to the marketing, to the logistics, to get their used IT equipment um, out of its first place of use and moved through our system so that it can be used in the community. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, enterprise quality computers that come from corporations is just a beautiful mix. Um, it also, it, you know, we were talking about sustainability. We didn't talk about environmental sustainability. 
And that's what the beauty in refurbished computers can bring as well. So there's a lot of win-win-wins here um, for donating technology. That's that's a great point because I immediately had this thought about um, every computer that gets um, reused, refurbed, and put back into another hands is one less device sitting in a toxic waste dump in some third world country where kids are mining it for precious metals, uh, which is a huge environmental challenge and and that unfortunately um, there are still people that just throw their old devices in the garbage uh, as opposed to getting them properly recycled. We're, we're, we're hearing stories of school districts in the United States that have trailers out back full of used Chromebooks. Yeah. And, um, For reasons, you know, though, have you, did you ever have a child take a Chromebook through, through school years? <laughs> so I was talking to a tech director yesterday. He said, Any, a middle schooler and a Chromebook, you can't believe what can happen there. However, what he's doing is really interesting. He's, um, you know, taking off the screen of a broken Chromebook and reusing it on another one. And the parts and pieces can be broken down. And uh, we're also seeing some lights of, you know, as those parts and pieces get broken down, then they can be monetized through recycling. Right. Right. You know, and companies do this all the time. And what, imagine if, some of that money was put into a digital equity fund within your community. So devices could be purchased. You know, it's this innovative, not so out of the world thinking, but just, you know, a little outside what we traditionally have done that will take us to, um, to getting to making sure everyone who needs one has one. Right. It's, you know, the word ecosystem is used probably over overused, but that to me feels like the kind of, uh, word that fits this is developing an ecosystem where devices are um, taken from where they aren't needed anymore and put to work in places that they are needed. I was just doing a little count while I'm sitting here and out of extreme guilt, I will admit that right now in my house, there sits five working laptops, two perfectly healthy working iPads, and probably four or five old smartphones <laughs> that are just lying in a box that could certainly be used by someone. And and yeah, as a as a gadget hoarder, what I've found is that you know I've got a, a Microsoft Surface laptop or over here. Mm-hmm. Um, don't use it anymore. I upgraded and uh, but it runs. And I tried selling it online, but I nobody would bite because why would I give you four hundred dollars for this old device when I can go buy a new cheap things somewhere else so it just sits here and i don't have the heart to take it to some place to recycle because i know it still works Mm. so developing an ecosystem where that's just in the back of everybody's minds it's kind of like when recycling started becoming a thing 20 30 years ago it was just never nobody ever thought about it oh it's paper it goes in the trash and then somehow we created a mindset that that goes in the recycle bin and the trash goes in the trash so Carissa, we were there's you, I understand that you have two two sources for device acquisition and I want to I want to also spend time talking about device deployment but mm-hmm. when we go back to the to the source to the source of the inventory that you're able to distribute and share um your your two main sources are uh, corporate donations yes yes and consumer donations even if those are led by an organization that gathers from consumers and takes to you 
which of those environments is more challenging to, um, to, to more challenging in terms of, well, yeah, which of those is a more challenging, a, a more challenging channel? Like what are some of the challenges in each one? I guess that's the better way to phrase the question. Yeah, sure, you, sure. Right? Yeah, we have um, high school kids. We have um, all kinds of people come to us at, at corporations who wanna do an employee drive for um, their use, you know, their employees or their communities. Uh, consumer grade technology. And that serves a great purpose. Um, it really drives awareness of digital uh, divide and digital equity. And um, yeah, and you can get devices out of there that will, you know, um, help someone in your community. I did this, did that in my own community during the mm -hmm. pandemic and was able to help some newly arrived refugees. So that was a, a, a great thing. But when we're talking about scale, um, in the United States, it really is the corporate sector that needs to come to the table and, um, you know, not immediately say, no, we can't donate. Um, we have expertise on staff that can work them through data destruction and um, all of the certificates and, um, you know, anything that, that is concerning them. We work with the top um, finance and banking um, industry corporate partners. If they could do it, really anyone can do it. Hmm. So, so that's interesting. You're, it sounds like there might be a little bit of resistance sometimes, at least within the IT organization of a company, to choosing donation as the as the means of exiting um, sunsetted equipment. What, what's that? What's going on with that? Yeah, I can tell you a little bit more about that. It, it somewhat starts at the point of procurement. Um, you, many corporations lease their computers, so they have to go back to the leasing company, obviously, and there's not much room there for um, donation. Though there is, we have we have our ways to do that, but it can also be at the procurement point a better education about what the options are. That even um, with the leasing company saying 10% of what um, we have used over three years is to go to um, the community. So there, there's it's it's getting in the right door, it's getting the right level of decision-making behind it and an, an, enough education. It, it may seem like more work, obviously, because you're doing something different, uh, but we have many cases studies of wonderful corporations that um, just really love that they're giving back to their community. Um, I also want to share with you that within our network, we have 1,500 nonprofit organizations across the United States that are basically a deployment network, if you want to mm. say that. But within that are 100 or 90 or 100 nonprofit technology refurbishers. Okay. And they play a critical role in this whole system and process. Yeah, I explain mean, that ecosystem to us. How does that work? Uh, you receive it. Do, do, does Digitunity receive the donations directly or do you facilitate to go to refurbishers? How do you work that? Oh, that's an excellent. Thank you for clarifying because it's not so easy just to um, put out there. Uh, we Digitunity does not touch any technology, but as okay. you said, we help facilitate that. And we also work with our nonprofit refurbishers that are doing this day in and day out. And at the heart of those organizations, they're digital equity. That's right. their mission. They're mission driven. Um, and some see themselves more as refurbishers. Some may see themselves as more maybe digital literacy providers that get computers out. Mm -hmm. But they're a very important part of the ecosystem in the sense of 
Um, they'll take computers out of companies and they will uh, clean them and bring put a new operating system on them. Um, I think one of the things underlying this when we begin to talk about deployment is the misnomer about refurbished um, computers. Okay. And, and I want to put that to rest. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I would like to hear that address because I think there's a stigma attached to that a label, stigma. isn't there? Mm-hmm. There is. We see it. And it's understandable. Maybe someone had a bad experience. I, I'm not really sure, but we are very committed and our network of refurbishers are is to giving the highest quality devices out into the community. This is not secondhand uh, tech for secondhand people. It's far the opposite, to be honest with you. We have refurbishers that very experienced ones that tell us actually these enterprise computers are better than new because someone has used them after they got out of the factory. We now know what's wrong with them. We bring them up to standard and then do the very important thing of matching what is in the computer and it's, 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 um, what do I want to say attributes to the the need or how the person who is going to receive that computer will use it. So there's a real value add. Yeah, it's a, it's a smarter machine in that it's being refurbished to the standard of the user, not necessarily a one-size-fits-all consumer machine that you pull off the shelf at Best Buy. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. Yeah, and it's been tested, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even more so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So so then you establish the, re- you, you establish the relationship with donors. And then you work with an organization. I'm just going to pull one out of a hat because it's someone that CVAN's formed a relationship with, PCs for People. Um, so then PCs for People, you would work with them to help create a supply line of refurbishable technology for them to distribute then. Yes, um, they're doing that themselves um, as well. They have business development folks that are creating their own corporate relationships. But we also have the ideal for Digitunity is to work with a corporation that has many locations across the U.S. or actually world. And it's easier for them to work with us um, as one point of contact. And then we distribute it to many of the refurbishers um, locally, uh, maybe the corporation has five locations in the co- in the country, sure. we will pick up from those locations. Our refurbishers will pick up from those locations and try to get it back into those locations. Wow. That so, is a really great strategy. Yep. Yeah. That and a great way, that's a great way to achieve scale with something that's been so grassroots since its inception. So that's yeah. really cool. We just need more corporations to step up to the table. And I know uh, PCs for people or any of our other refurbishers are have the capacity to um, take in more donations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have a pretty well ready to go machine here. We just need that piece feeding through. Is there any, do you, is there, are there any studies or is there any information out there about how, uh, regarding about how many computers get refurbished every year and redistributed? Do you, do you have any uh, information on that? Uh, we, we, it's challenging to get all of our members to report on the number of devices that they uh, refurbish, but obviously it's gone dramatically up over the um, pandemic particularly. Um, and yeah, nonprofit refurbishers are just one piece of the supply puzzle across the United States. Like I said, for-profit refurbishers, recyclers, um, even new equipment, all are gonna play a piece a major piece in the puzzle of supply that needs to be directed to the community use. 
I'm wondering, you know, uh, every state in the nation right now is in the process of putting together digital equity plans. They're going to be getting funds for those digital equity plans for deploying those. I'm wondering what states are looking at as far as are they going to be taking into account uh, device recycling and refurbishment as part of the device element of their plan, or are they just going to do it the easy way and just go out and buy a bunch of stuff? <laughs> and let's talk too while you're answering that question, Carissa. How are states doing with prioritizing devices from your observations? Mm, great questions. We've had a conversations with a majority of states, I will say so far, because we saw see this opportunity right here to get this kind of broader, more holistic ecosystem thinking out there. And so some states have been um, very responsive to that. And what I would say is they are usually the more mature, um, longer history in digital equity that bring them ready to have that device conversation. Mm -hmm. Colorado, Massachusetts, uh, Maryland, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they, um, they've been in this work and they can and they may have actually two uh big refurbishers in their state so they have more familiarity sure, with what sure. they can do um mm -hmm. so that's one piece of the puzzle um i have seen some county plans starting to come out and um devices are not listed there very much mm -hmm. even in the community feedback and i think it's a symptom of a few things um you know the push for broadband is on top of people's minds, community yes. residents' mind. Of course it is. Right. And so that's what's going to come out in the meetings, of course. Um, so I think hmm, I think we have to keep pushing ahead. Uh, Digitunity offer, I'll give a plug here. Digitunity offers advisory services um, to states, cities, and coalitions because it does take sitting down with someone with this experience to... Um, you know, kind of plan out and 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 take all the assets that you already have and get them aligned and we can bring new assets in and new resources in and achieve that plan. But if we 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 are having some fear of um, some, you know, loaning pro programs are fine or lab. I mean, I'm in the from the library. We have labs. They're great, but it's not the same as device ownership. And yeah. that's what we should be striving for in 2023, for sure. Well, we've got about, there's about 10 weeks left. August 15th is the deadline for states to turn in their, um, their, their plans. They're, they're, they got their, they got their, their big grants to do their, their, their broadband planning. Those are due to the Fed on August 15th. And we'll start the listing and valuation and, and flips. And eventually monies will be distributed. This is the last open window that we know of for a while. We're in it right now. We have 10 weeks left. How can we work with states, counties, communities, library systems, whoever needs to be involved to, to emphasize that device message now while the door, while the gate's still open? Yeah, I feel that pressure as well. I feel that like the opportunity is now. Um, I actually talked with Angela Seifer yesterday um, and from the NDIA, for from the National Digital Inclusion Alliance. Thank yeah. you. And um, suggested uh, 
to see if they were collecting all the state plans as they come out and the dates upon you have 30 days to comment on them. And she was right. going to take that back to our team because um, it's going to be hard to keep track of that. I know one plan is out from Louisiana so far. I don't know of the others, but we have to use that 30 day window to kind of look at the plan and just make some comments. Um, I, if, you know, if, you want to just refer to Digitunity's methodology for a device ecosystem. It's right on our website under um, our approach. Um, just, you know, kind of pushing the envelope a little on from a lot of people about devices and kind of painting the picture a little further as to um, what could be possible. If we can get that language in the plans and that feedback in the plans, I agree, this is the time. And uh, Boy, we would love the help with doing that. We will be doing that, but we would love the help with that and happy to advise anyone on language for that. So I'm hearing you say right now that the deadline's in 10 weeks. States are starting to trickle in their plans now and people have 30 days to comment on those plans. So if I'm a person or organization who's interested in doing that, can you tell me where to find the plans and how to how to know when they're when they're coming out? That's what I'm hoping. Comment. Yes, that's I'm hoping uh, NDIA will take up that charge for us to uh, keep track of when the plans are coming out and the deadlines. Um, other than that, I guess. Um, wow, at least in your own state or the ones yeah. that you work in, be extremely aware of what that timeline looks like. Yeah, um, I was just going to say it's probably going to be a, on a state by state basis organizations that have a presence in each state like for example c-man um yeah Iowa. Like, Gee, john you put you you put some work on our plate here later this year, summer we're gonna have to look at some of these plans in the states where um, we have members to make sure that they're covering the right things so. now we're excited that we're only in 20 states <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we'll be higher by then but it's still you know the, joking, the, the but... effort is uh obviously going to be well worth it hey we our time is running short here so i'm going to put the website address up again um carissa so people know how to get in touch with your organization um and gosh we thank you so much i think we could talk all day but certainly let's revisit this conversation later this year in the wake of those state plans maybe we can pick a few of them apart and talk about the ones that really got devices right and the ones that didn't and get some lessons learned out to people. Oh, great. Would great. you join us for that? I would, Absolutely. I, I would well, love it. And let's let's hope it tips really high on the ones who are getting it right. <laughs> absolutely. And a self, uh, selfish uh, plug for our own broadbandaction.com website. That is where you can find out all about all things C-Band. And if you want to reach out to us, we have a very friendly email address. Hello mm -hmm. at broadbandaction.com. Can I, can I give one additional small plug? Please do. So um, most people listening will probably know that the Community Broadband Action Network, CBAN, is a member organization. And we have four categories of membership. Um, that We have individual advocates. We have um, providers who are providing broadband services. We have uh, community advocates and we have our communities, supporting communities, and then we have our associate members who provide services to the broadband industry. Um, membership is free for three of our four categories. And we really, really invite people to join the conversation. Absolutely. So if you could go to broadbandaction.org, whether you're a single person or 
or an organization or a provider or a services provider, we really want to dig in that tent. And I'm sure you do too, Carissa. How do people get involved with the digital opportunity or with, with your network? Yeah, absolutely. Just come to our website. There's a couple opportunities to join the network, to get technology, to sign up for our newsletter. And we have a, a robust um, resource hub with lots of free um, how-to sheets and those types of things related to devices that you're welcome to download. Terrific. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us uh, today, Carissa, with Digitunity. We appreciate that. Uh, on behalf of John, I'm Curtis Dean. Thank you very much for joining us here on today's issue and edition of Broadband Action.